2: All right, my talkers, we're hanging out here at the Lori and Julia Studios. Actually, my talk studios, excuse me, hanging out for some Lori and Julia best ofs. So let's get to more of that. We're going to go into a little Hollywood speak here early, guys, so let's sit back and enjoy Hollywood speak.
0: So what are you trying to say?
3: Hollywood!
1: Hollywood speaking!
0: What is the meaning of this? All
1: right, what's the doozy, Lori? Okay, well, let's do this this one. Um... Britney Spears says her brother was not invited to her wedding, despite his claim that he was. How about this one? How about this one?
3: so his claim, I don't know why we heard this, but then we saw on Instagram that his girlfriend posted a story two days ago or maybe over the weekend that the reason why he wasn't at Britney Spears' wedding was because his daughter was graduating from From fifth fifth grade.
1: You were never. Here's what she did: a flurry of emojis and curse words. You were never invited to my wedding, so why even respond? Do you honestly think I want my brother at my wedding? Bleep you! But then Go she bleep yourself. But then friend. I don't
3: know if you guys saw this, but she goes on and she talks about how she, for four years from 2013 to 2017, was performing in Vegas, and her dad wouldn't let her have alcohol, wouldn't let her do. I mean, she was of age. And she said, "You wouldn't even let me have a ramen coke." I mean, she's very specific and very detailed about how she feels about it.
1: Yeah, I love when Brittany does her her string of fire emojis and and all that uh, colorful stuff. Oh and then yeah, deletes it after everybody gets the screenshot. Believe you, Brian. I mean, really, she doesn't have any relationships with any
3: of her dad, mom, dad, or siblings.
1: Would you? No, I just think, wow. Would you? No. Not one of them lifted a finger to help her. And it just still so blows me away. It
3: was 14 years of conservatorship. Yeah. That just seems crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, here's another one. Faith Hill was on Kelly Clarkson yesterday. Yes. And um, she said she thought she would never act again after the Stepford Wives in 2004.
3: Faith Hill? I don't remember her being one of the main characters on the Stepford Wives because I know it was...
1: Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Bette Midler. Yeah. Penny Close. Matthew Broderick. Christopher Walken. I have no recollection of this. I, I
3: I hated that
1: movie. It was so bad. It was
3: man. so bad. We were so excited for that movie back in the day and we hated it. Yeah. I have no idea. So she was on it. and why, What was her reasoning?
1: Uh, because um, she didn't like the slow nature, I think, is what. If I were to read, it wasn't cause Larry, the movie bomb. She didn't so like funny. the slow nature so of funny. filmmaking.
3: This, is, okay. So what people don't know, and we, you and I, found this out when we were on the set of, of Sex and the City, is that it takes so much time to set up a scene. So slow and cut. Cut. And, and actually, granted, uh, it takes like forever. The lighting, what they have to do with it. It
1: is no you wonder so just, many romances happen. You're so bored. Okay, uh, Amber Heard, uh, day two on the Today Show, uh, confessed that she still loves Johnny Depp and has no ill will towards him at all. Uh-uh. Why is
3: she keep talking? Well, well Julia, gosh.
1: they've been promoting it all week. And she also told Savannah that the op ed was not about him, even though on the stand she said she wrote it about him. Okay. Okay, that is the
3: truth. And when, here's my thing I don't know. It's, it's clickbait. Why embassy is doing this special on Friday night, but Savannah sits down with her and she's now contradicting the things that she just said on the sand, like three weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm in, she's, she doesn't ever answer any questions directly. She's always looking to do something else. I don't, I don't know what she's, what her end game, what is she trying to get out of it? Absolutely.
1: Of I love him. She tells Savannah Guthrie. I, I don't know. I I don't understand. This is a very strange way. I can honestly say that, um, like, uh, when you get out of a broken relationship, that is the last word that you use to describe you. You describe it in the past tense, exactly, not the current tense. No, I
3: th- I think there's something so wrong with her. <sighs> She's it, it. It really it's. We could look back at this mm-hmm. and think maybe she isn't in the right.
1: Place in her mind right now to be dealing with this. I just feel like it's not right. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Uh, Here's one. Definitely, this is what Kristen Cavallari, she was uh, hosting E News Daily Pop, which is still on E. It's the one thing. She was hosting it and. She calls the decision to revive the Hills with a new young cast after ditching the older original stars. Definitely, quote-unquote, a slap in the face.
3: Well, they're redoing. They're doing that to the housewives. Yeah, this is what happens. Yeah. You age out. Kristen Cavallari, what is she, 30?
1: 35 (laughs)
2: only.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah, I know it.
3: That seems so nutty. Did you ever watch the Hills, Grant?
2: Uh Yes, actually, a friend of mine from college was a part of, was one of like the roommates of one of the girls. So I did for a while. Yeah. Who?
3: Who? Because Lori watched, you watched, yeah, well, they watched she she like I watched wasn't She wasn't like a main character.
2: She was like a roommate and she'd oh. be in shots and everything. Okay. She's actually Paul Molliter's daughter. She was oh, a local really? in town here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Oh, I watched I didn't know the, the that. Hills Revival yeah. too. And that was, it was the first season was good, then the second one got painful.
2: Yeah. I was always into those California shows, though. I, I I liked them. I was yeah. living out there in that time period, so I was always interested in what was going on
1: with that. Okay, gullible TikTok users, beware! You may be at risk of getting hashtag Chris. What is that even? K R I S E D. Well, it's the new Rick. It's the new Rick Roland.
2: Oh, but is it? It's Chris
1: Jenner doing a speed like a a sped up version of Lady Marmalade. Oh, Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner and. Yeah, it's a new thing if you get something you just got Chris. Send this to your family and friends. So it's the new you know, Rick Rowland. And since it's we like, did just see Rick Astley yeah. last night.
3: And it's like um Chat Saturday or what did you call it? Chatter Day? What was the thing oh, we were talking
1: ch- about? Day. <laughs> Used to be something that <laughs> We at did the at old, the fair at the old at FM one oh seven we hosted the in Carousel Park Chit Chatterday. Day. That's kind of funny. Oh my god. I oh, know
3: that's kind of yeah. funny.
1: So anyway, that's what hashtag K R I S S E D. It's um you're gonna get Chris Jenner um singing.
2: Yeah, I just watched it and she's in top to bottom green bedazzles. Yeah, it looks like a Christmas thing. Bow tie and mm-hmm. yeah, and she's just kind of doing a little shimmy.
3: Honest to beat, I swear this is where we might have to What? Just do it tiktok
2: yes right? we
3: everyone's got on her why are you going for i mean it's just you know
2: people are making it making you, it from you
3: it. are so out of us we don't we don't crisscross grant does,
1: or we don't crisscross we don't tiktok <laughs> look at me
3: calling
2: I, look a at, I
1: looked at tiktok but i'm not Tiktoking.
2: yeah i'm um yeah.
1: I'm, I'm a bystander yes me too.
2: i've never TikTok. made one i've never made one but i watch a lot of
1: them yeah yeah so you know maybe isn't one... that enough I don't know. Just to
3: be in the know, I'm gonna force you two to make one with me next week. Yeah, we're gonna do something, Lori. You're gonna. Where is our lady exercise?
1: Oh, lady exercise needs to come out (laughs) and play so bad. And our little horsey
3: Grant can give you rides. Give you rides around the
1: new. Our, our, where we used to have an office. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a That would be zone. hysterical. Maybe Lady Exercise will make an appearance at Grandma's Marathon, the ultimate Ooh. place for her not to be exercising. Okay,
3: but I have a good exercise for you to do. So you get off your <laughs> horsey, Grant, and we'll dress them up as it's <laughs> only the best way. And no. your exercise is lifting his paw to look at the horseshoe. Oh, no. No, I will not be <laughs> they're directed. They're feet.
1: I will not be directed. They're, they're um,
3: called feet. Oh, peak! Oh, gosh. No. All right. You, Laurie, I will not, not be directed. will be directed. Oh. And now, Julia's
2: random thoughts.
3: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so we're all familiar with white noise. It's the ocean waves in the background. Mm-hmm. It's birds. It's wind. Remember
1: it's when we were going to do ASI, AMSR? A- AMSR. Yeah. You know, making little whispering. Yeah the, yeah, the plastic. The plastic. The The crinkling. soothing, you know. Julia yes. and
3: I, we were going to do a moment. Yes. We come up with a... Yes. There you go. Well, now...
1: <laughs> now what is there?
3: And Graham probably knows this because he's on TikTok. Um, Actually, he, no. I've never heard of brown... Noise
1: TikTok is showing TikTok people just learned how. That's that's noise. noise. (laughs) I mean, oh my god, Grant, that's hysterical. People are just having like a like a TikTok wavelength over you know how to tie it, put a towel and tuck it in twice, so that basically you could you know kickbox or run away from somebody in your towel. If you just, you know...
3: They don't know how to do
1: that? They didn't. So the young people are... It's basically where a lot of young people are doing stuff that maybe people that have lived longer already know about. Okay, very good. But I didn't know about brown noise. No, neither did I. But, like, I I just saw the towel TikTok hack, and I just thought, oh, wow, that... That's hysterical how to wrap a towel on your waist? and yeah, Like a swan? Yeah, but so you tie it so that you really could, like... Yeah. You could... Run away if you had to in that without the towel fouling off of Okay, your. that's yeah, I know it. All right, so well, this is different, yeah, but I know. that's wow, okay, that's just an example okay. of the two ways TikTok is teaching people stuff.
3: So here's the headline People are just discovering brown noise and it's blowing people's mind. And is it's not the fart that he no. just made. No, okay, no, no, that's no, no. not that was so funny. Greg. That was a no. joke, yeah. Okay, brown noise isn't dissimilar to white noise, but it's much deeper. It has a sound of a low roar, uh-huh. say a strong waterfall. And according to Live Science, which you know, mm-hmm. you subscribe to, but I, I do. I, you were gone, so I read it for yeah. you. It, unlike white noise, whose spectral density is even throughout all frequencies, brown noise has a spectral density. That's inversely proportional to the frequency squared. Um, I'm going to teach a science class and do an equation later if you want to come on and be a tour, Essentially what it means is that its power significantly decreases as its frequency increases. So there is a man named Robert Brown who discovered Brownian motion. And it's random particle motion. So Grant has an example of brown noise. Of brown noise. Okay.
2: I have an idea of what I think it sounds like too. After. Does it say surf?
3: It sounds like an ultrasound.
1: If it had a...
2: an airplane. You know, when you're sitting yeah. on the plane and it's... I've
1: always thought it was white a, noise, but it is no, loud brown noise. That's that a fuller noise than white noise.
2: Yeah, right, that's what more I mean. Bases. brown noise. Yeah. yeah.
1: Who doesn't love falling
3: asleep to that? Well, so, it's sometimes called red noise, oh. but here's what people are saying, right. is that, that if you're good. wondering, brown noise cured my ADHD. I don't know why. I don't know what wow. happened, but for some reason that's calming... To brains that are going. Rrr.
2: Well, you and I, Julia. I know. Take I'm it.
3: medicated today, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I didn't take my pills like Tuesday. I forgot, and I'm like, oh, sorry oh, I yeah. can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Sit and spin, but I play it one more time. I I like the That's, heaviness of this. Me mm-hmm.
2: too. It's like I'm sleeping on a plane.
3: Yeah.
1: Is like, and if you are staying at Oceanside, and yep. if you yes. have, if there's big, that's big, and they're crashing, 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 and it's almost like a boom, Yeah, mm-hmm. there is something, or there's the boom to thunder when
2: there's continuous thunder. Yeah, I wonder if roll. that's
1: brown noise.
2: Yeah, I definitely hear the waves like you're talking about yeah. when it's the if it's the constant I don't get the back to back to back. The to back. too no. short, too yeah. short. This is okay. continuous.
1: Continuous.
3: Got I, it. I think so. I think if, it's the plane too. Yeah. I love takeoffs. I fall asleep every time. It's Same, and it's louder than white noise. It is. Mm-hmm. So brown noise, brown people, or turn your white noise up. Yeah, it's white noise. Just isn't as full. Mm-hmm. It's not like a not a full bodied red wine. Well, anyway, there you go. That's something. I want you to know that if you're thinking Father's Day and you need to buy a gift for your dad, they want experiences. They want to do something with you, a concert ticket with you, a sporting event with you. That's Mm -hmm. the number one thing. Mm -hmm. After that, you know, they would like to, you know, a gift card, clothes, tools, a greeting card. But really, dads, like, I think.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
3: A lot of people right now want a shared experience. Yeah,
1: that my sister and I are giving my dad a card and we're saying, we hope you enjoyed your Father's Day present three weeks ago in Cabo when we were all there together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because what do you get them? I mean, right.
2: Do they have everything.
1: They, yeah, my right. dad at this point does have everything right. and that was an experience that he did want to do so. We're going to acknowledge that in our card, Julia. Thank you for that idea. Yes, I thought yeah. so. I thought so. And what,
3: if you're wondering what your dad's top pet peeve is, what do you think a dad's top <laughs> pet peeve is? Because it's mine, too. <laughs> Making no effort. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Making no
1: effort whatsoever. Not
3: in general to Father's Day.
1: Oh, but good. just
3: in general, a dad... Pet peeve. Not Making pick-
1: no effort.
3: Okay. That would be the, one. In wow. the
2: same lane, not picking up after yourself.
3: Okay. And here it's leaving the lights on. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. That's the- I go crazy when people come to the cabin and they leave the lights on. I'm like... I-
2: Me too. I mm-hmm. wouldn't...
3: I, I don't know what that is.
2: Well, when you start paying the bill, you start realizing. Yeah.
3: Ma- I mean, really, we're talking a half of a half of a half of a cent. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. You but know? I mean, really, it's goofy, but I can't leave my house with the lights on or the TV on or anything on. But be- it's just weird. Maybe yeah. it's just an old school thing. After that, they don't want you to change the channel. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Don't touch my remote. Yeah. After that. The thermostat, 100%. which I think most couples Isn't have. Isn't making have,
1: no effort nowhere on this list? Be, on I list. feel like all these are yeah. efforts. Yeah. Leaving doors open. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, this is
2: being just a lazy kid. Yeah,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And that, and they relate to the father the most. And this was 2,000 people were surveyed to Tim Taylor from Home Improvement. Oh, 100%. When we grew up, it was Andy Griffith. <laughs> From mm-hmm. the Annie Griffin show, or who is it? No, Father Knows Best. The, the, I don't All, no no
1: walk around. You had old parents. I, I had young parents, dead. so I didn't have the same television role models. Yeah, I that did have mm-hmm. old parents. In case you're wondering,
3: yeah, um, that um, remember when the people were suing the New York Courts of Appeals to say that Happy the ele- elephant should be treated as a human being and oh. as human rights. This. Advocates for the non-human rights project. Yeah, yeah, that you- was
1: going to cause all kinds of legal problems yeah. And you start recognizing animals as humans. They, I have to agree with the court's ruling on this one, yeah. Julia. When I put on my pret- my pretend judge robe, I it just says chaos. It would human rights. Yeah, are reserved for, for humans. humans.
3: That's right. There's that's animal right. rights, yes. but I I was going crazy with that one. I'm yeah. like, oh, do we have to do that? and um we'll see the legal system worked it it did it did okay so one other thing is that um grant gave me this cute story about this um 64 year old woman meg who played plays pickleball and she stopped at a pickleball court in pittsburgh yeah on her way home she sees two guys playing singles and a guy sitting on the bench and she goes next to the guy on the bench hey you want to try to take these guys on so, she's playing with these guys. They're all NFL football players. Big NFL.
2: Oh. Big NFL like football linemen, players. Like linemen, defensive linemen, and she's just pretty Kick, miss little, you yeah, know. She Kick had no idea who
3: they butt. were. No, she had yeah. no idea. Yeah, and, yeah, she, and she sends a picture to, like, her niece or something. And they're, do you know who you're playing with? Right. Yeah. So, it was kind of that's funny. cute. But yeah. I think that's one of the things about pickleball. It doesn't matter. It's strategy. It's mm-hmm. where you place the ball more than how big, how fast. fast. Bass helps but you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. more a strategy so it levels the playing field mm-hmm. and they liked playing with meg
1: yeah nice i know but i don't know
3: that's, that's all true. i got that's hey, all i got that's pretty good kangaroos don't fart or something what, what? no i gotta <laughs> tell you this kangaroos don't burp or break wind <laughs> no wow. i can't They're, believe it their okay. bodies break down food in another way and it's converted to methane so they don't need to release gas how about that?
1: Oh. I thought methane was gas. That's what I thought too. I huh? thought so too.
3: But yeah. they don't. Burp. Or not. Fart.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, We're gonna take that with a grain of brown noise.
3: Chuck <laughs> <laughs> your underwear. Right. All right. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. We are have another fantastic book in the Lori and Julia book club. It's called The Arrangement, a Love Story, and a memoir by David Winkler. And um This is a riveting true story of a year in the life of a sugar daddy. And the book is, David, David, we couldn't put it down. So we're delighted (laughs) to have you on with us. So thanks for joining us today. Can you give everybody the setup of this book?
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, And I'm glad you couldn't put it down. The book is called The Arrangement of Love Story, and on the surface, it's my memoir about my experience as a, quote-unquote, sugar daddy in Hollywood. But more than that, it's a sort of suspenseful love story about one particular relationship I had with a younger woman and how, uh, as turbulent and uh, tormentuous as it became— It became just the most amazing love story that opened me up to, you know, love and intimacy in ways that, you know, I never knew existed. So, um, it's a very, you know, it's a very personal story.
1: I mean, David, the whole time we're reading your book, all I can think about is what are your mom and dad going to see, say when they read this book, because, um, both of your parents, I think, are still alive, and your dad, Erwin Winkler. And I was just like thinking, you're so honest about everything uh, about yourself, and so I wonder what what was your reaction about you know having your family read this book.
0: Well, uh, first of all, they're very supportive of it. Oh, you good. Know, I think it helps coming from a family of artists. Okay. So. You know. My dad's the man who made you know Wolf of Wall Street and Goodfellas, so he's not afraid of material that's provocative. Right. Um, but that said, they're not going to be reading it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, so they're they're very supportive. They're really proud that I did something <laughs> personal. They know what it's about. They know they know that I was a sugar daddy. They they knew they met this woman that I was in a relationship with. Um, but they don't want to read. Right. So, okay. To read about their son's sex life. And I totally am fine with that.
3: You know, okay. So, so, um, if you're just joining us, we're talking with David Winkler, the arrangement of love story. And, and it is so personal. Um, and we've never read a book like this. Lori and I have read so many, so many books and, yeah. and I don't know anyone who's really come out and been honest and uh, said that they were a sugar daddy or,
1: or a sugar baby or a sugar baby. Yeah, been...
3: Why David? Because you're a successful man, you know, in we how produce you movies. produce movies, you yeah. do all these other big things. Why was it important for you to share your story?
0: Well, it was important for me to, to share my story because it was just, um, you know, I had been a producer, I had written screenplays, I had directed, but I never felt that I had something deeply personal to tell the world. Um, And so I found that some of my work was formulaic. And, you know, while in the relationship and especially afterwards, I just found that the lessons that I had learned about love and romance and heartbreak and mental health um, were just so, so universal that it didn't matter that you know, not everybody's a, sh- a sugar baby or sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. I felt like people needed to to learn from my mistakes. Hopefully, men and women can read this and say, hey, I know what it's like to live this lifestyle. Um, but more importantly, I know what it's like to have my heart broken. And I know what it's like to be, you know, to, you know, have to pick yourself up together, you know, pick yourself up afterwards and and march on and be resilient.
1: Yeah, I, I will say that at a couple points, though, when I was reading reading your uh, story, and it's the arrangement of love story, David, I just wanted to just say to you, go yell at you through the pages, how can you be so dumb oh, with this woman? No, I mean, Jordan gave me so <laughs> many red flags. It was love. <laughs> I know, but it gave me so many red flags. I just thought, as a sugar daddy, how, uh, you know, it was uh, interesting that you fell in love in such a transactional arrangement.
0: Right. Right. Obviously I'm the outlier. Most people don't sign on to a website to right, do that. Right. Sugar do that. And I don't think I did. I was fresh out of a marriage. Uh-huh. I just wanted to have fun. And I found it a very honest way of beginning a relationship of mm-hmm. telling two people talking about their, you know, what they need in a relationship right. and Um, and, uh, I had been on, you know, all the other websites and just wasn't ready for anything serious. Right. And you, um,
3: you ended up falling in love with Jordan and then, you know, through your story, we find out about Jordan has some mental health issues and you talk about those in the book as well. And one of the things that strikes me is that, you know, you really never ever felt like you were in love before this.
0: I mean, I you know, I, I With think the, that I've, I knew that I had been, I loved before, I had loved before, and I and I have been in love before and since. So I recognize, but this is the first time since I was a teenager that I had had that kind of you know all encompassing, you know, head over heels. Mm-hmm. love, Yes,
1: and I'm interested in um, like. Would you ever produce this? And like, what if we made a TV movie or something out of this or a series? I mean, could you ever see that happening, David?
0: I mean, I thought of it. I think it would be more like a mini series. Yes, like, you know, a six part mini series like The Affair or Scenes from a Marriage. Mm-hmm. And I haven't actively done that because I, I, I all I wanted was to to write my first book and express myself in in a unique way. I'd made enough movies and TV shows. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a possibility. I, I would certainly want to open it up a little more and see perhaps more of it from Jordan's perspective. Yeah. This book, as much as it, she has a lot of mental health issues in the book, is really about me changing. Right. right. Me growing and me learning about monogamy and me learning about my heart. So, but I think for a TV show, yeah, I could see it as being a six hour, you know, eight hour miniseries because, like you said, it just, not only in books but in TV and movies it just hasn't been seen before. It no, really has not
3: and that's why you know when Kim it, called us and said we have this great book for mm-hmm. you we're like absolutely cuz we we really have been, you know, not read I've never like read this. anything
1: so uh, honest. honest and certainly I've never oh. read anything from anybody where they admitted that you know that <laughs> they were a sugar daddy right. and that you're in the business and you know you went under your your name and I'm wondering, are um, what are your friends in Hollywood? Are they just, you know, hey, way to go and supportive like your parents are, and no big you deal? Or amazing?
0: you know, what's amazing is the more the more I open up, people open up to me, and and I found I haven't found many people who shame me. Oh, good. Um, and the people who do have strong opinions, I ask that they just sort of, you know, read the book. So that they mm-hmm. can see what you see, that it's not just a, you know, a, you know, sexual tell-all. Right. That's not my no They'll understand, yes, it is incredibly honest. And I think it's also important to say that, you know, I did nothing illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I've steered clear of the Me Too, uh, you know. Yeah. Yes. The, the men have done in the Me Too generation. You know, I think, I think, um I think, uh you know, if I don't stand up and use my real name, you know, who will? I mean, yeah. Somebody's got to stop. And it opens up the conversation. Although I will tell you a funny story. Please. Which is that when, when I first started, I was so afraid of doing it that I called a ghost writer. Oh. And, and I said, and I said, will you write this story for me? And they sat down and they, they interviewed me for 30 hours and I told the entire story. And his name was Al. And Al said to me, David. After hearing all this, I'm not going to take a dollar from you. He said, you have to write this. It is far too personal for anybody else to tell this mm. story. And I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I got <laughs> to do this. You know,
0: years and years later, I'm glad that that he, you know, that he gave me that advice because nobody else could tell the story.
3: You know, um, And and it is so personal, but it's your memoir that reads like fiction. It's brutally honest. We couldn't put it down. I read it in a day. Mm -hmm. So did Lori. Um, And I also, you know, I think I read something somewhere that you're finding that the arrangement, the love story, and we're talking with David Winkler, if you're just joining us, is starting to resonate with women who love romance novels, which I do. And this is such a unique romance story. What are you thinking about that?
0: Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's, I mean, that, that, that makes me really happy. I mean, I have found an interesting thing happen. The book only came out yesterday and I have just been overwhelmed on Instagram with women, yeah. you know, posting on their stories, reviews and sending me messages saying to me, hey, you know, this is, this is like a, a new version of uh it's, it, it's like a new type of romance novel and, and it really resonates them with them, and uh, you know that's you know my intention was just to tell the story, and but it's really nice to know that women, um, as well as men, you know, find the story interesting. I love the fact that you that, that that you guys couldn't put it down, and and that you think it's so unique. Well, really I th- I think
1: seeking arrangements should send you a big bouquet because <laughs> you're probably going to get a lot of new people to sign up. Okay, both uh, daddies and babies. Come on.
0: Well, I hope they I hope they read the book first, and are just really careful. You know, I, yes. don't, I don't want to diminish. I know, you know that whatever experiences I had,
3: mm-hmm. you know, not
0: everybody has such great experiences on there. You know, not you know there are a lot of people who who, who abuse um, money and sex and and you know in, unless you're really careful and you go in with the right intentions and you're very careful about who you meet and you know you 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 know, it's, it's not a place to, it's not a, it's not a place to be taken casually. You really right. yes. have to, if you yes. really want to do this, you have to study and make sure you're doing it right. And especially as a woman, so you're not putting yourself in a position of peril. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: That, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So we have to take a quick break. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. And welcome back. It's Lori and Julia show. And we've got another
1: edition to the Lori and Julia
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Book
3: club, and we are in the middle of a, of a very interesting, delightful conversation with an author, David Winkler, who wrote his memoir, which is called The Arrangement, A Love Story, which is a true story about his experience being a sugar daddy and falling in love with Jordan. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to know, David, is would you, you know, recommend be- being sugar a sugar dad? daddy after your experience? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: you know, I don't, I don't know if I would recommend it or not. I think that, you know, the first thing I would ask somebody if they came to me is, is why. Do they want to be a sugar daddy? What do they expect to get out of it, and um, and take it from there? I think everybody—it's such a personal decision. I think that um, I think that for a woman, for instance, I would say do not go on there from a place of necessity. If you're having a problem financially and you need a job, there are much better ways to make a living that you know than than being in the sex trade. I'm not, you know, right. I'm not mental about people who are in the sex trade. I believe that as long as it's not human trafficking, what people do should be their own, you know, right. But I think when you're when you're desperate to make money um, as fast as buck as you can make, you know, being in an arrangement, you may not be coming from the, the best place. I think it's best if you're thinking, hey, I want I'm 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 doing okay and I wanna maybe up my lifestyle and meet a more established man. You know? And and then I would say that's a good it comes from a good place. And from a man, I would say if you genuinely feel like you can like you're looking to have fun, but I don't recommend you go on there looking to cheat on your wife because, you know, I, I did that and learned my lesson. That's not the the proper way to handle an unha- unhappy marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's all a personal decision, you know, why are you going on there?
1: That that makes sense. I yeah. mean, that's you know, and 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 then as you write in your book, you know, you had this radical honesty and you were just like, uh, you know, it made sense in even reading your the beginning of your book about why that made sense for you to Seek or an arrangement.
0: Meeting in these sort of relationships was an, inc- is it, you know, again, it's for me mm-hmm. was an incredibly honest way of meeting somebody. Yeah. You, if you're on these websites, and you, for instance, I drop you in on my first date. I don't waste time like most memoirs talking about my childhood for fifty years. Right. Ages. I'm like jumping, dropping you right in on the on the drama, and you know, the first date is us talking about why. We are doing this what are you looking for why are you on the site what emotionally appeals to you about being a sugar baby and and you know I think that you for me I found it a very honest way of getting to questions that if you meet somebody on Bumble or Tinder can take five dates or five weeks and sometimes people don't have the conversations at all about money and relationships you mm-hmm. know. And then they get into situations where they're in a relationship with somebody and they have to admit, oh, by the way, I have this debt that I never told you about. And, you know, my mother tells a great story that's completely unrelated to to being a sugar daddy. But, you know, when she met my mother, they were both – when she met my father, they were both very poor. And she wanted to cook for him for the first time. They met on a blind date. And she – had just moved to new york she was 20 years old and she didn't have pots and pans so she went to to uh sears and bought all these <laughs> pots and pans to cook for my father and then of course had to admit to him you know when they got married that she had the sears bill <laughs>
3: yeah. okay that's cute
0: that's so cute so you know i mean yep. i mean money is, is an important aspect of every relationship it- and you know if you can bring it up early and get it out of the way. I think a lot of conflict between people. With yeah, yourself. yeah, quick. I would agree. Um,
1: David, I want to ask you something. Just because you you come from Hollywood royalty, I mean, you're a successful film producer. Your dad, of course, renowned producer Irwin Winkler. I'm curious: is are people in Hollywood watching The Offer on Paramount Plus about the making of The Godfather? I watch.
0: i been watching it. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. It's, yeah. I think it's really. I think people are intrigued. Excuse it, me to see how Hollywood, you know, how movies are made, you know. Um a lot a lot goes on beyond behind the scenes that they would never imagine. And of course that was in the 70s when we didn't have the internet and press looking over our shoulders and people were, you know, doing very dramatic things and not worried about getting caught. So yeah, it's a fun show.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's good. so good. We're just absolutely loving that show and I thought I bet you almost every well-known movie has an incredible story behind, behind the making of the movie.
0: Uh, every single one. Every As single. Matter of, fact, matter of fact, one movie that 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 um, we've been considering making is 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 um, somebody brought us a script called Becoming Rocky, which is about how Sylvester Stallone brought the the script of, or the idea of Rocky to my father, and how they went ahead and got it made, and we're thinking of. Of uh, making that darn movie. Oh
1: please, that, please
3: do yes, yeah. because
1: that movie. That's I mean, funny. yes, we
3: want that, David. Yeah, that's. Okay, I, well, um, I, I mean, and the Goodfellas
1: movie your dad did. And, I mean, it would be.
0: It is. It would be.
1: I think uh, the offer is kind of like has really like opened people's eyes that if you've got a period piece too and. Like the the nostalgia for the seventies is just so, so hot right now, and yeah. plus, you know, you did Creed, and I mean, that's just an amazing series. We would love to see that, David. I, yeah, no,
0: we we just I just we just finished shooting Creed three. Then Michael B. Jordan not only stars in but but uh, directed, and he did a great job. And it'll be out next March, and and it's a really good. It's a it's a You know, I think it may be one of the
3: best of the creeds. Oh Oh my my gosh, gosh. because those movies are good. So good. We're talking with David Winkler, if you're just joining us. His memoir just dropped yesterday, The Arrangement of Love Story. And it is just such a riveting, juicy read and you have really bared your soul to all of us. Um and one of the things, and it's a great book. We really enjoyed it. It's different than anything we've ever had. And on the back of the book, Two women that we really admire and have followed and have read their books, Carrie White, who recently just passed, you know, wrote yeah. the uppercut, the highlights of her Hollywood life. She was
0: on our show for that book. Yeah, was she really? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was. She was an amazing woman who cut my mother's hair. You know, I remember when I was, you know, maybe eight years old. You know, as far back as that, young, as far back as that young, coming home and you know. Seeing my mother's, my mother, Carrie doing my mother's hair. She had an amazing life and she was an inspiration when I started to write it. You know, I talked to her about what I needed to do. And, and of course she'd been through a lot of different mental health issues and addictions herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, she was an inspiration and she's missed. Yeah, 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 that was.
3: We were shocked when we read her obituary. Yeah, yeah. and well, then Gigi. Nice oh, go ahead.
0: Note, I got a nice note from her boyfriend um, and her life partner, Alex, who, who told me that one of the last things that he did with her was he read aloud my book to her.
3: Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh, yeah, we're out of time. Too. I wasn't even watching the clock. It was so great talking to you, David. Go buy the book, The Arrangement. Thank Get, you, David. Yes.